Some motherfuckers are always just trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> and this is Rebels Without a Clue podcast. That's probably one of the most horrific introductions I've ever done. Ice skate uphill. Oh, they're ice skating uphill, motherfuckers. No, you went a bit robotic there. Ice skate uphill. Did I? Did it sound that way? A little bit. Okay, well, fuck. You're giving me grief already. <laughs> I'm two t- episodes back from being overseas. <laughs> Leave me be. <laughs> I'm Tony. I'm Brad. <laughs> and this episode is called The Train Wreck. Oh, <laughs> don't even, don't forget yeah. Anyways. Sake. So, uh, what are we talking about, T? Well, we did mention it last week. We did. But we didn't intention, well, we didn't intention it to be this week's episode, but we decided, oh, fuck it, let's just do it anyway. True, true. And which this week's episode is Blake. Yeah. A kind of nostalgic blast from the past. Yeah. Because I know growing up, this was, I remember going to the movies. This is actually a cool story. I remember going to the movies and surprisingly, and as weirdly as this sounds, mum went with me to the movies to see it. Really? Mum was obsessed. Okay. She loved it. Not to mention she backed it up for part two. Oh, wow. And she's like, I can't wait to see part two. Oh. What what the fuck's wrong with you, woman? (laughs) When have you ever been into a vampire flick? That kind of threw me off. Well- if anything, it's a little bit nostalgic for me as well. And I don't know if you remember this, but if it wasn't for you, mm. I actually would never have seen Blade. Really? Yeah. I first watched it with you. Fuck. Yeah. Got and when you think about it, what And so that and, and that was twenty one years ago. Yeah, and that was past it being at the cinemas and when it eventually came to VHS. Holy shit. Yeah, that's how old we are, people. Well, no, I'm glad I grew up in the time that I did. Because I think, the, uh, slight train of thought here, I think VHS was so underrated. Why is that? Because there are certain things you can do with a VHS that you can't do with a fucking DVD. What? what? Okay, no, actually, I'll take that back. <laughs> but, okay, no, 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 yeah, 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 no, yeah. No. L- let me get onto this, let me get onto this. I'm going to prove my point here. <laughs> I find the equivalent of a VHS is the same as a record. How so? When you watch it, and when you listen, like, here, when you listen to a record, there's that crackling, there's that really, like, I don't know how would, how would I explain it? It's a warm sound. Honestly, that's a pretty good way of putting it. Yeah. So, I find that records and VHS are very similar. No, they're not, because at least records are still relevant. VHS, no. But do you know what? When it comes to visual stuff, that was never going to carry on. VHS was never going yeah, to carry on. Yeah, but VHS wasn't well known for its audio quality either. Oh, well, yeah. But it wasn't exactly great Just in nah. terms of our fucking TVs Just at the time. nah. Do you remember watching on box TVs? How big boxes were? Of course I fucking do. Mm, box. Of course I do boxes. Mm. Mm, we love a bit of big box. Mm. Mm, sausage down a hallway. Yuck. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyways, uh, slightly off but track yeah, there. But thanks to you, you're the one who initially introduced me. Well, I feel privileged that you actually got to watch that with me. Yeah. Back in the day. What other movies did I show you? You showed me- You Lost, showed you me- showed me Lost Boys. Hell yeah. Vampire, Vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you also showed me Poltergeist. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> As a youngin', that did frighten me a fair bit. But 
Oh, see, I, and you know what? That probably planted the seed for my disdain of horror movies. Really? Do you yeah, reckon that probably. was the catalyst for it? Probably. That's one of them. Holy shit. Yeah. Can you think of any other horror movie that traumatized you? <laughs> as stupid as this is going to sound, there's two that come to mind. <laughs> uh, I'm really concerned now. I'm really fucking concerned. <laughs> it's really shit, though. Tell me, tell me. It's really shit as to which ones do it. Which one? Because the first one, well, <laughs> both of them aren't even real horror movies. Okay. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> one of them, believe it or not, <laughs> Who framed Roger Rabbit? Fuck off. At the very end when Christopher Lloyd turns into- Starts going crazy. Yeah. As a little kid, that scared the shit out of me. You're a bitch. Bad. You are a genuine bitch. Bad. And what was the second one? <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. Say it. It's so bad. It was a really cheesy movie. Just say it. Called Step Monster. Oh, I don't recall it. Good. You know I'm but going to chase it for some reason- but for some reason, that scared the shit out of me as a little kid. You're such a bitch. Bad. <laughs> and you know what? I've never once not admitted that I'm a little bitch when it comes to horror. That's true. I've never once said it doesn't. Because um, it does. Do you remember? There was another movie I got you to watch. Yep. Guyver. Do you remember Guyver? We didn't watch Guyver. Yeah, we have. Nope. Are you sure, dude? Pretty sure. Okay, well, you need to watch it. Guyver. It's fucking awesome. Wait, is that the the blue the blue dude? I wouldn't call it a robot, but he's in a like a blue exoskeleton suit, and he's like ridiculous at fighting. It's like uh, an you upgrade of Power Rangers. You know, basically. I think the one that you're getting confused with that me and you both did watch was a movie ages ago called Star Kid. That I, I remember watching that. That we watched. Together. That was a good fucking movie. It was. Have for, you for it again? I have. When was the last time you watched it? It's bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but as a kid. That well, as a kid, you I fucking lost your mind. Yeah, like, holy fuck. Um, what was that movie with um young kid on a spaceship that talked? That was Star Kid. No, 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 no. There's another one. There's another one. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to come back to that. Anyway, we've deviated far enough from the main point. Yes, yeah, we're, so- we're very far down the rabbit's hole now. So, fucking Blake. Blake, let's get onto it. Yeah. So, do you know what? I'm going to go a little bit of a backwards turn here. Okay. Out of 10, what would you give the movie to start with? It's hard to give it a rating okay. without adding nostalgia into it. So, let's do this. Nostalgic feeling out of 10. Nostalgic feeling nostalgic out of 10? Nostalgic feeling out of 10. Probably an 8, 8.5. True. I'm upwards of the 9 mark. Yeah. Movie quality. Movie quality. I'm taking into consideration plot, character, uh, cinematography, the basic fundamentals of how to grade a movie. I'm going to give it, well, if I go by what watching it again and rating it compared to what I sort of know now, yeah. even taking into consideration the time frame of when it came out, I would probably give it like a six and a half to seven. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd probably sit in the same boat, to be I think, honest. I think even, I'm even thinking seven's probably generous. Because I look in the same way, like if I looked at The Lost Boys and the content that that was yeah that was tenfold mm. better in terms of story character development all that and yeah. that was that was the year i was born that came out yeah so there's a big disparity but i think what i liked was the development of what vampires were okay. they modernized vampires with blade yeah. so that in between period of i suppose the lost boys to blade there was movies like Fright Night that did like vampires. Um, 
I, I don't think the people on the stairs did. What no. year was Interview with a Vampire? Ah, good call. That was early 90s. So, that, was that like again, so, yeah. yeah, was very, very much in the vein of what vampires looked like as a result of The Lost Boys. Yeah. But I definitely think Blade modernised the concept of vampire in Hollywood. Okay. It needed to bring it up with the times. Right, okay. Um. All right. What did you love about it? Well, definitely the action. Yes. I mean, the action is kind of the best part. And, yeah. You know, I said it while we are watching it, and I said it last week as well. My favourite part still is the opening scene in the club. That yeah. was fucking awesome. Yeah. And whenever anyone mentions Blade the movie, that always seems to be a trigger the point for it. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Uh, not to mention the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. That song. Confusion. Oh, my God. And that went riotous in clubs oh, after that. That's so fucking cool. Massive. That's still being played today. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think what you're saying in terms of action sequences. Look, don't get me wrong. I don't. I think the last fight could have been a bit more long-winded. Like it needed more punch to it. I think to a degree, it also needed a little bit more of a supernatural element to the fight. Yeah. It's okay. Like you think about it. You have a. Daywalker vampire who's just had his first, let's say, pint of blood pint. in a long time. Yeah. And he's sort of beefed himself up and got and become pretty Super strong. strong yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you got Dorf. <laughs> Stephen Dorf. Stephen Dorf. Yeah. Um, who's just technically become the blood god. Yeah. And he didn't, he showed up his power a tiny bit, but not enough. And like you think as La Magra, mm. um, there would have been him. You know how usually, like in terms of those end fights, mm-hmm. Blade gets destroyed to within an inch of his life. Yeah, you'd normally assume. Yeah, in the way those fight sequences go. Yeah, I didn't see any of that. No, it kind of felt like he had the upper hand the whole fight. Oh, uh, I didn't feel like <coughs> he had the upper hand. It just felt like he kind of knew what to do. Yeah, as far as like you know, he knew how to fight a lot better than Stephen Dorf did. Yeah. Which is true. I mean, Dorf really didn't show any real fighting prowess throughout no. the entire movie until the end. And then you see how he's like so talented with the sword. You're like, wait a minute. That ain't right. And where did he get that from? Exactly. You're a party boy. Mm. So it's like, well, <laughs> you can't really just fucking start managing a sword the way he did. Yeah. It just doesn't um, seem right. It no. Didn't, it didn't mesh. No. Oh, good word. Yeah. Mm. Mm, integrate, yeah. Integrate, henchman, henchman. Mm, good <laughs> word, you. Guys. Oh, what <laughs> was that? <laughs> the hiccup, the oh, there it Christ. is, there it is. Um, but again, <laughs> I think so. If I went through the movie, yep. First scene is well, amazing. Well, let's put it this. Well, we haven't even reversed the question to you. What was your favourite scene? Um, oh, it's hard to say. Like. I think obviously that first scene yeah. goes naturally hand in hand. Like I, you, if you're talking about the best parts of Blade, that's always going to be in just it. in general. What a fucking mad way to start a movie. True. Honestly, I'd put that up there as one of the, my favorite intros to a movie. Yeah. Like right. regardless of the time that it was made in, yeah, it's still up there. Hell yeah. Um, what I also liked was the scene when he, all the blood's being drained from him, yeah. and then. But he's kind of almost in like a modern day Iron Maiden. Basically. Yeah. And then he comes out, sucks the bitch's blood. Oh. <laughs> Fucking, I knew that was coming. 
I preempted that you were going to do that. And it still threw you off. True. Um, but I like when he does that frost and then starts going, like, you can start seeing him, like, G up. Yeah, but I, I think the even G the way feeling. that, I felt for me the way that Snipes was yelling frost, it, I think even when we're trying to say it again, it sounds more dramatic than what Wesley Snipes did in the movie. Yeah. Oh, it's no, kind I of see what you're getting. Frost! Like that. It was like a dad telling off a kid. But then, you know, he does it, it, it didn't again. didn't sound like when a he's, vengeful yeah, I know. sort of yeah, battle cry. But then me. he's doing the same thing. Remember when that he's fighting in that sort of pit and he's kicking that guy and then he yeah. boots him up and yeah. he yells again. That guttural yell should have been the one he did when he first got let out of the chamber. Yeah, I don't know. I liked, I liked the yell he made. Once he fit, like once he had his feet, yeah, that yell. Oh, the slow mo yell where he leans back and yeah, he, he, that's that what it's sick. That's what it should have sounded like every time he yelled out. Yes, yeah. and I think there should have been a, a, a greater degree of vampirism to him as well. Like in terms of, like the eyes obviously worked. That looked good. They should have accentuated the idea of him being a vampire more. Like they, they could have just done a that little feel. thing. They could have just. Even to, even to a little thing as far as just accentuating his fangs a little bit more. Mm, they mm. didn't show his fangs enough. But they didn't really have any vampires within that movie that had really extended like, fangs. fangs. yeah. But again, we're even getting that little conception of old of school. his face and just showing the fangs protruding. Yeah. It would have. Like, happened. if you had have had a scene where, like, he's come out of the chamber and he's, like, looked up. Yeah. Had the eyes and the fangs noticeable enough and, like, blood dripping. Yeah. That would have looked sick. Yeah. Um... But again, who are we? We're not fucking movie directors. Yeah, finally. Um, other part that I liked, um, again, for me, I don't know why, but I like the montage because I like the backing sound that they have playing during the montage, like that, um, I don't know, what would you call it? The chanting that's happening. Yeah. Um, Almost like a Buddhist style. Yeah, yeah. Monk chanting. And I kind of like what I pointed out to T was the symbolism in him cutting the plant. Yeah, it was cool that you brought that up because I didn't. It didn't really click for me that part. Yeah. So if anyone obviously has seen it, um, the part where he does cut the plant is reference to when he cuts the roots. His ties with Whistler. So essentially, after Whistler's dead, he goes into the room, does his meditation, starts prepping himself, cuts the plant. So it's basically him cutting the roots to where he was, to where he's going now. So, like, he's got nothing left to lose. Like, he's cut all roots, and that's where he's at. So, I kind of did like that. I think that was a little bit clever yeah. for a movie as one-dimensional as it was. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they're probably my standouts, if anything, I'd say. That's yeah. personal. Yeah, I'll give you that. Mm. Definitely. What didn't we like? Some, kind of where to start here. Some of the parts of the fight scenes I didn't like. Yep. Um, especially the uh, there's a little scene in the last towards the last fight when he's when him and another henchman are having that little little roundhouse dance. Oh, terrible! Happening. Terrible! Like, what the fuck was going on there? Yeah, like this is not Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Okay. Oh, that was so bad that part in that movie. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, God. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Funnily enough, has one of the highest view accounts for our uh, podcast. So. Because we fucking let loose on it. We did. We were angry. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that pissed us royally. We were angry. We were disappointed. And, yeah. There was a multitude of emotions after watching 
that tr- annihilation. That absolute fucking. It has begun. Shut up, Shao Kahn, you fucking wannabe cunt. You useless fucking Caucasian wannabe Asian fuck. (laughs) Jesus. Okay, I went off on my own rant there. What else didn't you like? Okay, so the skeletons coming out of their bodies. Yeah, that was stupid. Oh, God, it was bad. What was that? Like... I don't know. Do something different with that. They, I don't even think they needed to use CG for it. Oh, no, I reckon they could have used CG, but instead of them being skeletons, which kind of had no real reference to anything, it would have been better if it still held that form, but it was blood instead of a skeleton. Yeah, okay, okay. Right. What I think I personally would have looked really cool is if they, when that electricity hits their forehead, yeah. I would have liked to have seen their eyes go like starting from the top and just go black, completely black. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, and I don't know, something happened with their body. Mm. But the skeletons threw me off. Actually, there was another point that I didn't like about the movie, and I pointed out to you during it how they portrayed the pure bloods as weak, really weak. Yes. Whereas, like, I suppose, like, really, like, if they're pure bloods, like, just going off a lot of vampire movies, yeah. That- have been out underworld seen, being a perfect reference yeah you kind of see that vampire pure bloods are supposed to be the strongest of them all true and yet in this there were fucking pushovers yeah they were, we, we, yeah. They were more like mob bosses if anything and Thugs. they weren't strong at all yeah they were just fucking basically what would you call it um uh nobility yeah literally that's all it was just poncy nobility they didn't do fuck so i think when we talk about having multiple dimensions to the movie that could have been an aspect of that. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen the extent of power that the bosses actually had. Because yeah. you don't really get any sort of inkling of what they're about. Exactly. You just see they're a couple of scenes. Come and go. Come and go. Down. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. And for Dorf, <laughs> I'm going to keep calling him Dorf, to be able to capture like, the head honcho of the, of the pure bloods yeah. with relative ease... It's like, really? And to rip out his... Oh, like, I did like the part of ripping out his teeth and that showing him cool. the sunset. That was That's cool. Um, but there should have been more to it. And I think they should have just gotten a better mix of bosses. They did not look scary at all. No. Like, they don't look like archaic old vampires. Well, they didn't have to. Still, but... Like, but I know the whole concept of not aging revealed, shit. They could have revealed a bit more, like, when they fight or they get angry, they kind of... Show more of their vampiric features. Yes. So yes, like, I completely they, agree. They, more, they kind of shape shift a little bit. Yeah. If you get me. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Could have shown that a bit more. They would have given it a little bit more punch. Um, but I still think ultimately, like, that part just should have done something different. Mm. It just didn't fly with me at all. Yeah. Um, other parts that I didn't like. Um, I think that scene when... Um, and Stephen Dorff's got the little kid and they're out on the street and they're having their little sort of powwow on the street with Blade. Yeah. That kind of felt unnecessary. Yeah. But I, I don't know whether that's the Dorf. Narf. Narf. Dorf. Was using him as a distraction for Quinn to be tracking down where Whistler and the girl were. Yeah, they could have shown- that's, that's the only thing that makes me think potentially that's why they did that scene. Yeah. Look, the editing in it isn't great. Oh. Um, not to mention the dialogue. Some of the lines are cringeworthy. Yeah. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. That was a lot better than what I did at the start. Yeah. Some motherfuckers are always just trying to ice skate uphills. Ice skate uphill. Yeah. 
<laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's hard to go past how bad the CG is in it at points. Yeah. Um, but like you said before, for the time, it is what it is. Yeah. And that's what they had to work with. Yeah. Or even just like the final the final blow at the end. Yeah. When he kicks the syringe into him. Yeah. That was sort of like it was cool, but I was like, really? And that EDTA going into the two Asian fighters and then the guy at the end. The two fighters yeah, in the bad. lobby scene. The two fighters in the lobby scene was literally Army in Total Recall. <laughs> it was kind of stupid. Yeah, it was dumb. It was dumb. No question yeah. about it. But look, what you could do with the, for the time, I'll pay it. True. Which I suppose filters back into like Spawn coming out the year before. But anyways, I'm not going to go into that. Oh, okay. Um, now, obviously, Blade came out in 98. Yeah. So, how do we feel about the new one? I'm optimistic for it. So am I. I'm pretty pumped. Great casting choice. I don't think they put a Which we've gone wrong. into this before. True. We've gone into this with a previous episode. True. And we both have shared our thoughts about Mahasha, Mahasha Ali. Mahasha. Mahasha. What is his name? It is Mahasha. Oh, I just bit my tongue. You dick. Oh, <laughs> oh no, you bit your tongue. <laughs> but yeah, no, great casting choice for Mahasha Ali. Yeah. He's gonna Mahasha. Be, I reckon <laughs> he's going to be Well, you're going to do Dorf. And I'll do Dorf. Mahasha. <laughs> I reckon he's going to be great. Yeah. As Blade. Uh, it's going to it's going to be really good to see what he's able to do with the character, especially how how versatile an actor he is. Yes, and what like what compl- uh, <laughs> what am I trying to say? The what, complexity he'll bring to the role, correct? Complexity um, and dimension that he'll bring to the yes. Character. Which after watching, I've got to stop trying to sound smart. <laughs> after watching um, Green Book, I kind of got an inkling of how good of an actor he actually is. Yeah. Um, those of you who don't know. Mahasha Ali um, is also from Luke Cage, and yeah. what well, uh, he was also in uh, Predators as well, um, which I kind of liked him in that role. Like I'd never seen him do an actual active action role. Yeah. So I kind of feel like he fits the profile. Yeah. So after I suppose a bit of training, bulking up. Yeah. He's going to look the part. Yeah, definitely. Um. And I hope they stick with the trend of how his hair looks and yeah, the tattoos. 100%. I think that'll look sick. Mm. Um, definitely. So I definitely agree. He's 100% right for the role. Yeah. In terms of who they cast with other characters in that movie, yeah. I'm curious to see. Yeah. And especially who they get to play a villain. Yeah. And, and who are they going to pick as the villain? Yeah. And again, we don't know too much about blade comics yeah so we can't really comment too much on that yeah um but i think it's really important with ali that he does bring that new dimension because i know a lot of the comments that i was reading about the original blade was that he was a little bit one-dimensional in his acting ability which is pretty obvious from yeah wesley smart's roles it's almost the tom cruise syndrome tom cruise with a lot of his roles you can tell Topcast. But like he's also Topcast. Yeah. But I'm talking more so you can tell in certain roles when he's just being Tom Cruise as opposed to when he's actually playing a different character. Yeah. But you can tell that Tom Cruise is acting. That's my problem with him. It's, yeah. Yeah. I Be, like I look at I, when I watch Top Gun. Yeah. Fuck he's acting. 
Like yeah. it's oh, it's annoying. Apart from uh, a few good men, oh, which I love him in that. Me, yes, right. The only other movie I can think of where I actually credit him for the way he acted in that movie, believe it or not, as stupid as this is going to sound, him in Tropic Thunder. Uh, I've watched snippets of it. I, I can't wrap my I, head around I it. I didn't even, like, at the start, it took me a while to sort of realize, wait, that's Tom Cruise. What the fuck? Yeah, okay. Really? That's him? Mm. Wow. Interesting. Which is which is why I liked him in that. Like, yeah. Wow. That's not, it's very odd for him. He shit me. I don't know if you've seen Edge of Tomorrow. No. Oh, my God. The movie itself is just a dumb concept. Okay. It's really dumb. Yeah. But- God, it's like it's it's like a it's like a sci-fi Groundhog Day, isn't it? Uh, it, it just keeps repeating itself. Groundhog um, Day, yeah. So it's not great. It's not great at all. They, need, they needed a bit of dwarf or a Mahasha. <laughs> um, but I feel like if they cast the villain right, mm. there is who is the original villain in Deadpool? Uh, Francis. Okay, Francis. Scrap that. Deadpool in the second one with Cable. Yeah. Perfect villain. Who? Cable? Cable. I, I, I personally liked what he brought. He was the villain, but he wasn't. Yeah, okay. But initially, you're expecting him to play a villain. Mm. I was. I okay. was. Okay. I, I don't know enough about Cable okay. to know that you can yeah. see it in multiple ways. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they need someone just as iconic in terms of a big character which yeah. I mentioned Morbius might have a significant role in the yeah. new one. And I think I mentioned it last week for some rumours that have been floating around. Yeah. That uh, Wesley Snipes' role in the possible new Blade will- that he might be actually playing Dracula. <gasps> ba, ba, ba. I, I said that last week. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying I just wanted to add some emphasis okay. for the viewers. Yeah. So that would be cool, but I don't know if you'd want to start off a franchise like Blade with a big villain like Dracula from the get-go. No, because- You'd like, save that towards the very end. At least they were smart enough with the old Blade to not use it until number three. Yeah. Um, not to say that they did it well, but yeah. um, I did like the look of what they did with Dracula in the third. Mm. Not obviously in human form, but in his actual form, because it actually looked amazing. Actually. Actually. I, oh, my God. I sound like Indian. God, no. <laughs> God, no. Anyways. Um, but my pet peeve. So, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here. Okay. Go for it. What shits me is we've gone from the vein of the Lost Boys. We've gone to interview with a vampire. We've touched on, obviously, now Blade. What the fuck happened when... Twilight got released. They butchered, raped, molested, <laughs> ruined, in every sense of the word, what vampires were. Hollywood glorified this gay-ass fucking vampire. I don't want to see a romantic vampire movie. Interview with a vampire is a different story. There was a- an essence of romance involved, but in a completely different light compared to what Twilight did. I think that they... They took too much emphasis from the whole romanticizing of vampires in general. Yeah. Because you they find are with sexual a lot of- characters. Exactly. Yes. But I think they just took it a step too far. Yes. They're not lovers. They're fucking fighters. They always have been. Yeah. So that really- I want to say fighters. They're more like- I, I guess I'd put them in 
a similar feel to, let's say, Assassins. You know, because uh, they kind of like attack from the shadows, that true. sort of thing. But you know? again, it depends. Use cunning and sly to sort of work their way in. Again, it depends on the interpretation of what, which vampire line you want to go down. Yeah. Because Underworld, they were fucking Free. out and about. But again, I like the presence of what we were talking about, the nobility. In Underworld, they portray nobility with the vampires so fucking well. Yeah. Like, I love that they are, like, the overarching power people. Yeah. And we don't really get a sense of that at at all, like you said, in Blade, which I think is so crucial that if you're going to bring characters like that in, they need to see the all-powerful head honcho vamps. Yeah, which, I mean, they tried to... They tried to put too much focus towards Dorf being that kind of character. No, but they kept emphasizing throughout the movie that he was just a half blood. Yeah. That he's not even pure. You know, he's not supposed to be. As the head honcho would say, you're not even a pure blood. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like they kept emphasizing he's not a pure blood. Yeah. He's he's not as tough as he thinks he is. But then he treats all the big head honchos like bitches. Like, and they just, fucking were. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. No, no. Like, what the fuck just happened? So, where, what, I, what I can't grapple with is, okay, so Twilight comes out. Yeah. People now have this complete misinterpretation of the essence of vampires, yeah. apart from those loyal to what proper vampire movies were. Yeah. Like, fucking, I think it's Nosferatu was released, what, 19, like, fucking 38 or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um. And he epitomized initially what Vampire was about. And then, oh, my God, I forgot to mention. Not just interview with Vampire. 1922. Oh, fuck me. There you go. Um, but also Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. What a fucking vampire movie. Yeah. That was portrayed perfectly. But would you say that the vampires in that movie were portrayed as warriors? Hell no. Not in, not in Bram Stoker's. Yeah. Um, but again, that was made like a period style film, mm. like a fucking, you know, Jane Eyre style shit. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but the trend was it was heading in the right direction. Yep. It then led to a point, obviously, where Twilight got made and look at the box office success. Mm-hmm. So they added this dimension of romanticism, which yeah. I think has completely taken the vampire genre down the wrong path. Yeah. How do you reclaim that? You bring out a new Blade. Yeah. I don't... I think with Blade, the new one especially, it could take what... So, what Marvel did with superheroes, it it was a new lease on life. Yeah. Blade could potentially do that, the new one, with vampires. But do you think to a degree that certain, let's say, TV series have... sort of started to pave the way for that kind of thinking. In what sense? Let's Which, say, give me for an example, example, like, I know, I haven't really, I haven't watched them, but I know they have a different take compared to uh, Twilight. Yeah. So, for example, series like True Blood. Again, romanticised, but still brutal. Yeah. Really brutal. Um, I, uh, From what I hear, I haven't seen it myself, but Vampire Diaries as well. Uh, romanticised, but still- Brutal. Got that brutalness to it. Yeah. Um. One of the ones that really sticks out for me, and I did watch this one, and the reason that's why it sticks out for yeah. me, and I reckon they did a really good job of portraying vampires, yeah. is a series called Moonlight. 
It did was you good. ever see it? Yeah, I did. It was fucking great. I rated it. I, I rated it. I loved that series. Yes. But the reason why I loved it, apart from showing how brutal vampires can be and all that sort of stuff, was more them going into the little the little details of it. Yeah. Basically how a vampire would live day to day. Yeah. If they're trying to lead a normal life. Yeah. You okay. Yeah. Showing that aspect of it is like, that's actually very cool. Yeah. No, that I makes like sense. That. Um, And I think I suppose with what- True Blood and Vampire Diaries did. They were made to appeal to a market that obviously, weirdly enough, were incorporating females into a commonly, I suppose, male? I don't know. I could be completely fucking sexist in saying this. But it drew a lot of females more into that genre as a result of the romanticizing of characters. You don't think females were already drawn in because of the romanticizing or even just because- Plain and simple, vampires are cool. Yes and no. Because let's let's go let's get down to brass tacks here. Vampires are cool. They are. Yes, there are some movies that make them less cool. Yeah. But at the end of the day, vampires are still fucking cool. Hundred percent. And it's always gonna be like that. Yeah. Um, but I look at what especially Interview with a Vampire did. They were still highly sexualized creatures. Yeah. But they maintain that sense of that true essence of what a vampire was. That was my big thing. Right. Because when they ate, they did it brutally. Yeah. It wasn't in like a passionate sort of sexual way. Parts it of it were, but it was fucking, still brute. It's just like, it's like as if it starts off romanticized, but then animal instinct kicks in and it's like literally an animal true. feeding. And like, I distinctly remember a part in that movie where Brad Pitt gets the, the hint of blood. Yeah. And you can see on his face as it's happening, every sense of humanity just leaving him and him becoming that primal instinct. Yeah. And I think that is what fundamentally needs to be captured in whatever vampire character you portray. Simple. Um, I never saw that in Twilight. I've watched all of them. Yep. And it kind of threw me off the bandwagon of like, what have you done? Okay. Like, I thought one of our podcasts may be a train wreck. <laughs> that was a fucking train wreck. R- really? Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. When well, he sparkles. No yeah. vampire sparkle. He's not a fucking diamond. <laughs> I'm not going to go get him valued. I'm not going to put him on someone's ring. <laughs> fucking Edward Cullen, you stupid cunt. Right. I hope Jacob fucking ate you, you cunt. Okay, well. Anyways. What I want to get out of you. You said, you mentioned before about the essence of vampire. Yeah. To you, what's your definition of the essence of a vampire? Okay. Really simple. Aesthetically looking, you want fangs. Yeah. You want some degree of non-human eyes. Yep. Pale skin. Yep. Um, obviously, don't like sunlight. Yep. Garlic, I, I'm either way. I don't mind if they use it. I don't mind if they don't use it. But I don't mind the way, for, like if we're going back on point here, the way that they used it in Blade, very smart. True. So not using actual cloves of garlic, yeah. but using things with essence of garlic. Correct. Because of the chemical compound that garlic has. 100%. So, putting like a more realistic spin as to why vampires don't like garlic. Yes. That, that was a really That's cool smart. way of doing That's smart. It. Simple things like that. Yeah. That worked well in Blade. Yeah. And they didn't even have to explain it. Just having the essence of garlic. Yeah. was just like, oh, that's smart. Yes. Yes. I'll it's give not you that. you're going to walk with a fucking clove of garlic and just go, eh, and throw it in their face. Can you, you know? imagine 
that that was a party that where they've literally thrown up. You get one of those, like, you know, those t shirt cannons? You just blow it up to close and go, poof, poof, poof. This is just Eddie getting off a can. Poof, poof. But yeah, so then you've got that. Obviously, don't like silver. Yeah. Crosses. Again, I'm either way. Yeah. In old school vintage vampires, I don't mind crosses. Yeah. That's cool for me. I think now, though. New age doesn't fly. Not really. No. The whole silver, stakes, um, sunlight, 100% Things part and parcel. So, pretty much as far as their weaknesses are concerned, more so on the basis of things that would make actual sense on a scientific level. Yes. Yes, 100%. Um, so, it, things that will cause a certain chemical reaction with vampires. Exactly. And I like that in part two of Blade, yep. that they had that extra rib cage to protect them from being staked. Yeah. It was kind of like an evolutionary trait they had to learn. They had It was a new gene that had yeah. been developed. Yeah. So, I think it was smart in terms of, um, but not surprisingly, who directed number two? Guillermo del Toro. Has the smarts to know yeah. how do I cover all my bases? How do we progress the story along smart? Yeah. Um, which he did wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, do you have anything different in terms of what you the archetype of vampire looks like to you? No, that's pretty much spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Good. I'm glad we're in the same boat. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that because I can't think of anything else that I would want from a vampire style character yeah. in, in any sort of medium. That's what I'd want to see. Yeah. I wouldn't I would also prefer some sort of I don't know, I kinda do still like as cheesy as it sounds, I do still like more of a supernatural element to vampires. So let's say the ability to fly. Yeah. Or the ability to shape shift into a bat. I still kinda like that. Okay. Okay. But I wouldn't go as far as like not so much tri- like shape shifting into an actual bat. Yeah. Maybe I don't know, maybe only the pure bloods can form into, like, some fucking fuck-off bat, like, bat-human hybrid monstrosity. Yeah, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, in a way, kind of how, <laughs> not the best example, but I'll give it anyway, um, how Dracula was in Van Helsing. Yeah, At okay. the very end when he transferred. Okay. Um, that style. I think the extent of how far I'd go with that, in The Lost Boys, where they're all hanging from the cave, and they've actually got the feet of, like, borderline bats. Yeah. Um, and, like, with their arms crossed and stuff. Yeah. That's as far down that path I think I'd go. Okay. Um, but- But some sort of shape-shifting ability. 100%. Would you want the whole ability to fly? Yes, I think that's necessary. Yeah. Absolutely necessary. Yeah, because you want that little essence of magic yes. in there. Because at the end of the day, they are fucking supernatural characters. Correct. So, again, I think that could potentially lead into why- there's a fantasized version of vampires because it's like, oh, I imagine, you know, being able to do the stuff that they do. Yes, all right, you drink blood and shit, but, you know, it's party all day, uh, party all night, sleep all day, that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I definitely think, okay, so if I asked you the question, what would you put up there as your top three vamps? Movies. Movies, Movies or characters? I don't care. Movies or characters. Movies or characters. Oh, dear. Or the one, work off the ones that you know and you've seen. What would you put them in order? Oh, that's tough. What about if I give you, let's say, Blade, Underworld, Lost Boys, Van Helsing, 
Uh-huh. And Bram Stokers. I think towards the top, as far as accuracy and what I like out of vampires yeah. at the top, it's a tie between Bram Stokers yeah. and Underworld. Yeah. Yeah. Because they just, they fucking nailed it. Yeah, they did. Um, as far as things that I would like to, s- like, Blade did it in a good way. I just think it wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, just too humanized. Do you think they could? And then also do like the supernatural element from Van Helsing. So, and, and Lost Boys, I mean, it comes in at a very close second. Yeah. Oh my God. Random. There's a movie called Vampires with Bon Jovi. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, it's not that fucking bad. I want to lay you <laughs> down in a bed of blood. Huh? <laughs> you dick. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I don't know how that just triggered my memory, but I I, I, it's actually not that bad. Okay. It's worth a watch. Right, um, but. Who knows? Future episode. Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Maybe. Um, well, we are in October. True. And in the lead up to Halloween. We need to start looking at these sorts of movies. Do we make this like a possibly make October a vampire month? Or we can look at it, vampires, werewolves, zombies. Major focuses on each. Yeah, do that. Anyways. Yeah, back to it. Um, Interesting question. What would be, let's say you've turned. Okay. What would the first thing you'd want to do as a vamp be? Fuck. I fuck bitches. Because bitches <laughs> get stitches after I fucking bite them. Uh, what would I want to do as a vampire? Well, if it is possible, easy one, fly. Yeah. Fucking oath. 100%. I'd want to fly. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think I, I, I just love playing, like, you know, the powers of persuasion that they have. Yeah. That's utilized a lot in Vampire Diaries and True Blood. Yeah. Um, oh, there's an actual word for it. Shining. They call it shining. Okay. Shining your victims. Um, and for me, I like that idea. That's where, that's where Twilight got confused. Why? How do you mean? They thought it was shimmering instead of shining. You fucking dumb cunts. You <laughs> fucking diamond cunt. I'll sell you on the black Asian market. Triggered. Yeah. Oh, mate. It frustrates me and infuriates me on new levels. <laughs> um, but what was I asking? Oh, yeah. What do I want to do it for turn? So, I will go one step further in asking the question. Mm. Vampire or lichen slash werewolf? Oh, that's tough. And I'll give you in the vein of what the underworld looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of look. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a rough one. They're both cool, though. Yeah. It's hard to pick. I don't know if I can pick between the two. Or would you just go the hybrid? Fuck yeah. Uh, you know, I probably would pick the hybrid. That's fucking cool as fuck. Because you still have your human form. Yeah. With all the powers of a werewolf and strength. Yeah. But then also the abilities of a vampire. Yeah. Like, Which, fuck yes. Can you think of anything cooler, really? True. The hybrid's a sick Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's fucking awesome. But uh, that, that kind of shit me with Underworld, though, because I didn't like the guy that played that part. Okay. Scott Speedman. Scott Scott Speedman? I'm pretty sure that's his name. Scott Speedman. Yeah, please have a look because I don't want to sound oh, like a complete fucking tool anyways, if I get go this wrong. Your point. Okay. Um, for me, what would I do as a bit? Oh, well, yeah. Um, I think it'd just be living that lifestyle, like knowing that the whole staying up at night, the eating blood, 
No, so, you're right. Scott's beeping. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yep. I don't think I'd have a hesitation. With what? Biting. Because, okay, this is going to sound really, really fucked up. Mm-hmm. But have you ever bit someone and, like, you leave teeth marks? Teeth marks? Yeah. Yes. Do you- uh, I don't know where- uh, There's a podcast Should I wording. be worried? No, no, no. But I'm just saying, I feel like I could go that one step further in biting harder. But the thing is, you can't kind of predict the way that you would react because it's a whole different ball game. I mean, oh, of course. You have the- You'd have the thirst kicking you. Mm. And you'd- And- the things that people do under the stress of starvation or and dehydration, they'll do it. You'll do anything. Yeah. So I think it's kind of hard to judge if you would bite or not. True. True. Because more than likely you would. Mm. As much of a moral dilemma dilemma it would pose, you pros. would pros. As much as a moral dilemma it would pose, you would you'd fucking do it because yeah. you don't. At the end of the day, no one wants to die. And at the, yeah, you don't have a fucking choice. If you want to live, you got to do it. Simple. Yep. Okay. Now, there's an apocalypse. <laughs> okay. Podcast episodes always seem to venture down somewhere this path. I've only had one that's been oh, uh, primarily dominated for that. Yeah, go on. But would you rather live in a world where vampires do exist and there is obviously the potential that you may get bit okay. with the potential of turning? Okay. Or... In a world of Walking Dead zombies. So, not World War Z zombies, <laughs> because that cancels everyone out. We're all fucked. Yeah, yeah. But Walking Dead zombies, and you keep your normal form of who you are, what your capabilities are, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or you live in a world of vampires. Honestly, I would probably go the route of the zombies. I just think, to a degree, the zombie route would be more manageable. Explain. Because if you're going up against Walking Dead zombies, they're not exactly fast. Yeah. So. Or smart. Or smart, for that matter. So, again, they're more manageable to deal with. Yeah. Vampires on you the have other no, hand. You have no luck. If you, they're coming you, for you. Yeah, you're fucked. You're fucked. Yeah. There's unless, no hiding because they can smell you your be, blood. Unless you're fucking like the, like that ridiculously fucking strong um, fucking army dude. You know that guy that they've shown in videos where he's fucking doing these ridiculous fucking fuckouts and shit? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're like him and you can fight like a demon, then yeah, you might stand a chance. But otherwise, you're fucked. Yeah. So, I'd go the zombies. Okay. Well, I suppose- aim for the head. They're not going to fucking dodge. Yeah. That's true. You but take it. Yeah. What would you do? Oh. Look, the, the, the appeal of living in a world of zombies- Yeah. As weird as it sounds, it's the whole post-apocalyptic, you know, shit's gone down. It would be cool yep. in a kind of fucked up way when you think about it because, yes, there are zombies. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. But the way of life then would be completely fucking different. Yeah, of course. Jobs, fucking the financial institution, that's gone. That's out the window. That's yeah. done. Yeah. So- it's kind of fend for yourself sort of situation. Yeah. And you're going to find hordes of people banding together, all that sort of shit. Yeah. So that's cool in essence of, I suppose, in the humanistic side to me, bringing people together for one common cause. Yeah. So, yes, I like that vein of thinking. Yeah. But living in a world of vampires, I'd want to fucking turn. I wouldn't want to live in fear. <laughs> I don't think I could handle the paranoia of going out of the house at night. Who the fuck would go out? No one. You'd be fucking petrified of being bitten. 
Oh, look, I'd be fucking... If that was the case, if it was that kind of world, I'd be uh, taking showers in essence of garlic. Yeah. Oh, mate, it'd be a stinky bunch of cunts walking around. Oh, dude. Can you imagine supermarkets would have no garlic left? Oh, mass imagine, shortage. Imagine, imagine having... Like, you know how people have these little sort of secret... Secret, like, secret. stashes of, like, in crops of weed that they grow in their house. Imagine walking into a garlic house. <laughs> like, all the rooms are being gutted. There's just hydroponic fucking things everywhere just growing garlic. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be fucking weird. Hey, but on another scale of- Like, fuck, right in this house, what have they got? Bang! Garlic. Garlic? What the fuck? On a scale of increasingly fucked that I am, having Crohn's and my trigger food is garlic, I'm kind of royally fucked. You're already a vampire, pretty much. Yeah, I'm immune to garlic, if you don't already know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's it's, it's an interesting line of... You can sit and fucking talk about it for hours, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Because between Tony's sword collection, mm. um, I kind of want the apocalypse to happen. Yeah. kind of needs to happen. Because the plan's in place. We're ready to go. Yeah. We've got this sorted out. <laughs> oh, mate, do we have this sorted out. Yeah. But... Yeah, anyways, that's that's Blade. But yeah, so, I mean, what did you think as far as, I guess, Blade's impact that it had at the time and what it possibly led to as far as what we've seen now with comic book movies? I honestly, like, it's talked about where, obviously, it was the starting point for comic book movies. I think it was one. One of. Of the starting one points. Of. I think it had a pretty big impact as to how comic book movies are now. That, and I also think it paved the way for darker characters. Yeah. Because comic book movies, yes, you've got Superman, you've got Batman. Inherently, they're good characters. I think before, let's say, before Spawn. Yeah. Like, you had, majority it was uh, Batman movies. Yeah, Batman, Spider-Man, uh, Superman movies. Uh, actually, hold on. Uh, one that comes to mind, when did this come out? The Crow. Another one. But... Comic? Which the cro- yeah. Really? It was an indie comic. Oh, okay. That's why yeah. then. But again, The Crow was another one that had a pretty decent impact. It did. At the same time, it showed how you can make them gritty, but still make them kind of comic booky. Fuck, that was a good movie, though. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. If you haven't, if you want to know our thoughts on Crow, listen to, I'm pretty sure it's episode four. I don't know how you remember that, considering we're about, what, 44 episodes in? 43. This Holy is shit! Yes, um, so forty-three. So yes, that episode's actually brilliant because that's a fucking amazing movie. Yeah. Scan, 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 scan. Hey, birdie! Fire it up! Fire it up! Fire it up! Um, but yeah, but movies like that really did sort of pave the way for what we see now, as far as dark, darker, grittier movies are concerned. Yeah. So. I think Blade made some sort of impact on the Marvel side. It did. Of things. It definitely has a significant take in terms of what it's contributed now. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. For, I'm, I'm talking specifically for Marvel. Do you think how far down the line is Blade going to be incorporated in? Just going Do off they the, have an estimate? They haven't really given a date. Yeah. I've got a feeling Blade won't come around until probably Phase 5. Okay. And what phase did we just finish? Uh, we just finished phase three. Okay. We're up to phase four now. I'm interested to now, see what they do in like phase Like we spoke about now. last week, I think the one that's going to bring a lot of these different elements into the Marvel Universe 
is going to be Doctor Strange Marvel, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yes. That's what's going to bring a lot of this shit to light and what's going to bring it into the Marvel Universe. It will be the segue for opening because a large door. the way I see it, it's the only one that I can think of that's coming up that'll make sense yeah. into bringing these different types of characters into the fold. And they'd be stupid not to utilise that movie. Definitely. But I feel like, who's directing that? Um, oh, I can't remember. Okay. Well, they're going to need to pull their socks up because there's going to be a lot of components to that movie that are going to be crucial for the success of Phase 4. Simple. Yep. What do you mean by that, though? So, getting depending on, obviously, who they have in it is what I'm saying. They're going to need to get, whether it's a cameo appearance or a significant role, to make sure they do it right in terms of sequencing the story right. Yeah. Okay. So, so the director for Multiverse of Madness is Scott Derrickson. What has he touched now, in the past? He did the first. He did the first Doctor Strange. Okay, but for previous movies, which you're going to be pretty impressed when you hear his yeah. past resume, I was, I'm just going to mention. Yeah, two. yeah. You have Sinister. <laughs> okay. And the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Holy shit! So he's got chops, especially in the vein of what they want to do with that movie. Yeah. Which I suppose ties in the fact of like what James Wan did, like you know, obviously he did Aquaman, yeah. Um, but I just hope they bring that element of terror yeah. to that movie. Yeah. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a cool ride. Oh, hundred percent for a pretty cool ride. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. And yeah, so Blade, Amazing. still good. Yeah, still good. Easy Some watch. Cringy stuff, but. Still good. Yeah, if if, still if you're a vampire fan, it's an absolute necessity to watch. And I know it's hard for some people just to watch the opening scene and then stop. Yeah, but true. Watch the whole thing; it's still worth a watch. Yeah, definitely. Especially when they go to fry the <laughs> that pearl. What is that? What is, is that yeah. his name? Pearl. And the big fucking you know that, gun. I don't know if you paid attention to the ponytail <laughs> or pearl. Huh. The ponytail? No, I didn't pay attention to it. Supposedly, they tried to do it as a gay Japanese person. That's the look that they were going for. And it has some ties to the comic. So, me without a beard? Basically. Oh. Well, you're Japanese and you're gay. Oh, no, but... <laughs> uh, no and fat, no. <laughs> fat in the ponytail. You're not fucking 900. Oi! Oh, <laughs> dickhead. Okay, now. But, yeah. But, yeah, watch Blade. It's good yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. Do you want to do the plugs of... Well, yeah. So, guys, if you haven't done so already, be sure to go like and subscribe to ours. Ours. To ours. To ours. To ours. You can just subscribe to us on to Podcast ours. Addict, Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Google Podcasts, and also on Playlist FM. You can follow us on our social medias on Instagram at Rebels Without a Clue 03, Twitter Rebels Without a 1, and Facebook Rebels Without a Clue Podcast. And do you want to do it yourself? Uh, yeah, put your dick in well. your bum. I might as well plug my own asshole. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at tboner80figs and Snapchat tboner18. Uh, for myself, Braddles2505, B-R-A-D-E-L-S-2505 on Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook, all same handle. And you always got that fire tone at the end. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate up hills. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my word. So, so I guess yep, there we go. that's us signing out. Yep. 
And you know what? The sponsors, eh. Eh. They haven't given us any money, so. True. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Okay. (laughs) And with that. And that will finish it off with a fucking.